Good morning, everyone, and welcome uh, to episode 78, uh, the Grace, Peace, and Balance podcast by Gabi Abdelgadir. Today, I have a special guest for you. Her name is Sparkle Lindsay, and God, does she sparkle ever. I'm reading you her bio, which I will also be posting on, um, on Podbean as well as on YouTube. So, Sparky Lindsay is an influential speaker and addictions coach based in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Prior to the age of 35, she has received ample education in communications and business management, which she has translated to a specialization in executive coaching and influential speaking, as well as recovery and life coaching. To further her credentials, she is also a state licensed recovery coach with the CPFS, which she has continued to utilize to reach those in need. As she put it herself, in lieu of personal business, Sparkle LLC, the light at the end of the tunnel. Boy, I love that title. <laughs> she says, I am an influential speaker and coach for alcohol and addiction. I believe in meeting myself and people where they are at. Follow me into my journey of happiness. And if you need help, allow me to help you find where you fit in your puzzle. That's amazing, incredible. Welcome to my podcast, Sparkle. Hi, Gabby. How's it going? It's going good. So happy to have you. Ah, thanks for having me. It's always good to get on here and talk a little bit. <laughs> I know. And this is like a powerful subject we're going to talk about. Um, so number one. Where did sparkle come? What does it mean to sparkle? Oh, well, you know, I was, I was born a sparkle. I don't think I could be anything else. My, <laughs> uh, my parents named me after the 1970 film Sparkle. Oh, really? Yes. And then Whitney Houston soon remade uh, the movie right before mm -hmm. she passed is when it came out. And so yeah. the movie Sparkle has been around, but the big piece was is when I came out, it was between the name Misty and Sparkle, and they said my eyes sparkled, so they went with Sparkle. Oh, that is so beautiful. Yeah. So talk to me about, um, so you grew up in Colorado, Where, which schools, what schools did you go to? So I went to Maury Middle School, and I also went to Overland High School. Okay. Uh, and then from there, I went to Otero Junior College for two years, and then I ended up at Colorado Mesa University for the other three. Mm -hmm. So I did all of my schooling in Colorado, and I am a 36-year native of Colorado. So oh, wow. I've been here all my life. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Nice. And uh, for 13 years, you were in human resources. Yes. Uh, so did the community, yeah, go ahead. 13 years, I worked for three big box companies in corporate America. I worked for Kohl's, JCPenney, and uh, King Supers. Oh, wow. So, as an HR manager, as a remodel coordinator, and mm -hmm. so forth. I did quite a bit in corporate America and, mm -hmm. and really just really took the ladder to the corporate chain really early at like age 24 after I graduated with nice. a double major and a minor. Yeah. Okay. So what was the reason that you transition from being in corporate to becoming a life coach right now? What was well, the reason? Yeah. You know, I am two years sober from alcohol and addiction. And um, 
I am so excited and so happy to start a new journey of sobriety, just to be. Congratulations. Yes. You know that feeling, Gabby, where you just have like, you kind of, I can say when you're using drugs and alcohol, when you're using an addiction, um, you can lose yourself. Yes, you do. Lose yourself in it. Or sometimes you realize you never knew yourself to begin with. Yeah. You know, and uh, for me, I worked extra hard in corporate America. Uh, I did a lot of different things, had a lot of great accolades, uh, but inside I was hurting. You know, I dealt with a lot of trauma early when I was about, starting when I was like 19 and I got really sick and I was in a wheelchair for eight oh, months. Wow. And um, they didn't know what was wrong with me. And it was right in the middle of my college basketball season. And um, I just, I never cried through any of it, you know? And then before you know it, I, I, I just kept, I kept striving. I stayed at school. I never, never went home. And um, I retaught myself to walk and I played another two years of college basketball after oh, that. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. So I tried out for the WNBA and I was going to sign to the Sparks and uh, I turned it down. And one of the main reasonings for turning it down was um, my body couldn't withstand the autoimmunes I had gotten. So I had uh, what they called, which was myasthenia gravis and, um, it really affected my muscles. So um, I had to stop. And so at 24, I went right into corporate America. And then from there, I never stopped. So during all of this time, 13 years, I never cried about the fact I was in a wheelchair, never cried about the fact I turned down the WNBA, and I went right on to the next thing. You know, and so throughout my life, I just stayed on this, this path of being the strong woman for everyone else. Yeah, but it does, piling it up inside, it can be devastating. It's good to let it out. This is the one thing also I personally have learned the hard way. Like, it's good to just let it out, like have a good cry. Or mm -hmm. just, yeah, so it's, that's why. So when did you start the alcohol? You were doing good in, in the corporate America. When did this drug and alcohol start? So I never drank in college or anything, you know, just few parties here and there because I played yeah. basketball, you know? Yeah. And then um, I realized I couldn't handle my alcohol, okay? So someone gave me something stronger that would help me. It was cocaine. Mm -hmm. Once I started the cocaine, the alcohol took off, okay? So by the age 25, 26, um, I had gotten really strong into cocaine. I could drink more. Um, I just felt better. You know, I thought I was just doing it. You know, I can do, do a little bit here, party here, do whatever, you know. I'm still not married and I don't have any children. But at yeah. the time, I was 26, single, and making 75000 a year. You know, to me, I thought I was living the life. Like, you know, what we as Americans can say sometimes. Not anymore so much, but before, you know, you work your nine to five, you get off. You know, you have a 401k, you do exactly what you're supposed to do. Yeah. I just knew I had it going on, Gabby. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But, but then while you're in corporate, the alcohol and the addiction, the cocaine, it did not affect your job whatsoever? Um, you know, it didn't. Um, it didn't until later on. 
where um, I had an associate kill himself in front of me. Oh my goodness. And the trauma scared me. I was so scared. Um, I, I mean, I had trauma from it, but I didn't realize the trauma. Okay. I didn't cry still. So we're going on almost 13 years of no crying, you know, and I think I had created this ego and had festered so much, so much anxiety, so much sadness, so much anger, so much pride, right? That, I mean, I literally was, it was almost like I was just on autopilot. I was just a robot, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, when that happened, I was having nightmares. And I started not feeling well too. My body started feeling pretty bad. Like it did when I was 22, when I got sick the first time and I was like, "Mm, something doesn't feel right. So I was dealing with the trauma. Mm-hmm. And then I was doing cocaine and drinking to stay up so I wouldn't have nightmares so I could get to work to do what I needed oh, to do yeah. to then realize that six months later, I was brought into the doctor's office and told I had, they had found out what was wrong with me and what was hurting. And I had, I had got diagnosed with lupus. Oh my goodness. So all in this one quick I mean throughout my life I had been through a lot don't get me wrong but then now here I am I'm battling alcohol I have three brothers and a sister I'm the oldest of of five right yeah look up to me I've got a degree I look fine okay but come to find out I'm battling trauma and I have an alcohol and drug problem now who in the heck am I gonna tell this to so I guess only like um, an expert, like a psychiatrist or like your medical doctor, who else? Exactly. And at that point, I was like, it's okay. I can fix it. Ego said, no, we're good. Right? So here I am giving myself shots of chemo and taking shots of alcohol the same time. Right? And I'm thinking in my head, I'm not going to make it. I am not going to make it um, to age... I think it might've been 30, I was 33 at the time. And I also was in a very, very, uh, my ex-fiance, he was also um, an alcoholic. So um, a big portion of our lives was around nothing but drinking, a lot of fighting. You know, I was still going through chemo at the same time. He was there trying to take care, but he was an alcoholic just as much as me, right? Yeah. And I felt like I couldn't tell anybody anything. I could. But my ego, my ego would not, it wouldn't allow it. Yeah. And so I said, I got to get me some help. So I just decided to go get me some help because when I went in, I thought that they were going to fire me. So they called me into the office and I'm like, okay, I'm going to probably lose my job because I hadn't been showing up on time and I would let them know I wasn't making it. But then I was like trying not to oversleep one was probably because of the drugs but two because i'm on chemo and then three because i was having nightmares right yeah, yeah. so i go in there and i say they and before i try to cut them off before they're going to say anything because i'm gonna i was gonna tell them i'm going to treatment today and they're like sparkle we want to promote you <laughs> can you believe that that does not happen at no. all yeah amazing <laughs> And I was like, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to turn it down. $125,000 job. And I said, I'm leaving it. And uh, they said, why? And I said, I need to get help. I need to get treatment. 
And they offered to even keep my job. They offered to keep it while I went to treatment. And I said, no, because I'm not ever coming back here again. You know, oh, and wow. they said, how can you just, I said, I can't come back here. You know, the thoughts of people being dying and, and me being sick, it's just a lot to hold on to. Yeah. I thought that sometime here in my life, I would go back until I started, until I went to treatment. But little did I know before I was gonna go to treatment, I decided I was gonna celebrate with my ex-fiance up in the hills uh, to do some gambling. So I was getting ready to go out with my last hoorah, okay. right? Uh -huh. End up in jail, um, you know, have a domestic dispute with my fiance at the time uh -huh. and end up in jail for four days. I blew a 0.39 and I was, explaining to the jails how they should how they could organize their system better gabby oh my goodness and talking to them how i'm talking to you right now they were uh -huh. like this girl blew a 0.39 and she's as calm as can be that's how much drinking i had been doing okay like i was drinking so you <laughs> so I guess I probably could have spared going to jail and I could have just went to treatment, but instead yeah. I get to, once again, ego gets in the way. We could just party for a little bit. Let's do the last thing before I go to treatment. Yeah. So there we go. So I'm stuck in jail, finally get out. And immediately my aunt's like, here's the treatment center. We you know we get right there. And I just remember going into treatment and I first remember being like, oh yeah, this would be like 30 days. And I'll take care of it and then I'll just go, I probably will go back and I'll be fine. I just need a little bit of time. And then I thought that I was done at the 30 day treatment center, Parker Valley Hope. Uh -huh. okay? And my aunt's like, she's like, she was up in the Colorado Springs cause that's where I'm at now. Okay. And I had planned to go on a camping trip start drinking again with my ex-fiance oh. and he's like prepared. I go to leave and there's this big black van outside, right? And I'm like, I just keep walking. Like, I don't, I don't think it's for me. And I hear the girl go, are you Sparkle? And I was like, who's asking? And she goes, me, you, um, your aunt, your aunt said that I needed to pick you up so I could take you to Colorado Springs for your next treatment center. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I said, oh, and, and so my fiance, he's looking at me, my ex-fiance, and he's like, well, I'll see you later. I'm like, what? So I get on, the, on this, this van and I went to uh, Peaks Recovery, Serenity Peaks Recovery. And I was there for nine months. Girl, I cried. Yeah. Yes, I had cried finally. I had wonderful conversations with my family. Little did I know the crying for the first time. I cried for at least, I want to say 72 hours straight. Um, I went to go do yoga right after and ended up having a TIA and had to be rushed to the hospital. And uh, TIA is where, you know, intercepts, blood clot gets intercepted to the brain. Yeah. And I'm prone to blood clots because of my lupus. Yeah. So got through all of that. And uh, that's when I decided I want to help people help themselves the way I've decided to take my life back. Yeah. And Excellent idea. Yes. And in all of that, um, that's when I knew I needed to become better, a better me for me. Mm 
-hmm. because I was walking around with an empty cup for so long and I was fixing everybody else's stuff and making it where everybody else was happy. But inside, I never even knew who I was, what I was really capable of for myself. And it just wasn't fair. I was giving away all my love, but holding nothing for myself. And I needed to change that narrative. Yeah. So I went on ahead and became a recovery coach, nationally certified. And uh, that's what I do now. I help people help themselves get sober. And uh, I help myself every day by meeting myself where I'm at daily and just, just simplifying things for myself now. And uh, I know now I'll never go back to corporate America. Oh, absolutely not. Because this is, people need you right now. God knows a lot of people need your help. And you just wrote a book. Mm -hmm. I did. Yeah. What is the title of your book? Uh, The book is Being a Better Me for Me. Oh my goodness. Being a better me for me. That's absolutely beautiful. Is it released yet or is it published yet? Uh, it is. It was released June 1st, 2021, okay. so just last Monday. Okay. And uh, I am so excited because it is a pocket help guide. Okay. So it is small. It has... So, Gabby, I wrote 700 and I'm at 751 quotes um, for... So for two years, which is pretty much my, my whole sobriety here, yeah. I never missed a day of quotes. Except for today, I haven't put mine up yet, but (laughs) I will. And so I use 10 of my favorite quotes in this book. So, and then I use 10 tips and tricks that I have all of my clients use. I noticed that I was like, shoot, people could use this, whether they're in addiction or whether they just need something to help with their anxiety or just any type of tips and tricks that help you realize like who you are. It's a self-reflective book. that lets you wake up in the morning and notice if you're grumpy or notice if you're excited and be able to tell yourself where you're at, you know, check in with yourself so that when you do meet people, you can approach them with, yeah, I'm doing well today, you know, or I feel, I feel extremely exhausted today. Like utilizing words, filling words that actually express what you're truly feeling versus what we say the word good or i'm okay you know those are not answers yeah i know (laughs) when you tell somebody you know today i feel rejuvenated and i feel determined now you're starting a conversation that actually is meaningful because people are like why you feel determined today i'm about to take the day by storm and let and let life live me right it changes your verbiage it changes the way you communicate Yes. And it also helps another person when you ask them how they're feeling. Don't ask them what they're doing. Ask them how they're feeling. They might be having the worst day ever. Yes. And it can change the way you communicate or the way you change some, help somebody change their day or their perspective on life just by listening to how they're feeling. Yeah, that's true. Then the sad thing, uh, Sparkle, is like, you notice like people don't even care, don't even listen. So how are you doing? It's so cold. Yep. So like uh, artificial, if I may, mm-hmm. and and then you say, oh, I am doing this, and already you could tell that their mind is somewhere else. They don't give a hoot about how you're feeling. So I really appreciate you saying that. So where can people find? I'm gonna grab a copyright after we finish this episode, <laughs> and uh, where can we find your book? 
Amazon. You can find it on Amazon. Amazon. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I can't wait to grab a copy. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yes, so let's see. Pocket yeah. Hill it and everything. I, and I, the audio version will be out sometime too here. So you get yeah. to, if you want to hear my voice, you can. <laughs> I love your voice. You have such a beautiful yeah. voice. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. No, I'll, I'll grab the copy of the book and then I can, I can have the audio version as well because this is very empowering. Okay, mm -hmm. so I'm going to ask you a few questions. What keeps you up at night? Oh, what keeps me up at night? Now, yeah. Um, the fact that, yeah, now that I'm so yeah. <laughs> no drugs, you know. Yeah, no, no drugs, no, no alcohol, medicine. yeah. Body feels good, but what keeps me up at night is this, my new company, Sparkle LLC. It is not a bad thing It keeps me up. Excuse me, I hate to use the word bad because that's a judgment. Uh -huh. um, but it is because I have learned the gift of vision and creativity. So like I get up and I'm like, I mean, I'll be asleep. And in the middle of something, I'm like, that's going to work perfect on the next video. That's my next book. Or that's this. It's like out of nowhere, I get a lot of my visions in my sleep because I dream. Yeah. And that's what that book shows. The book, people ask me why I went, um, my background is black and white. Mm -hmm. And then it shows a butterfly in color. Well, my dreams are in black and white. And ever since I've gotten sober, only one thing in the dream is of color. Which so I figured yeah. throughout the book, you'd be able to see exactly what colors I dreamed of. Because yeah. I only had one piece of something. So I made it butterflies throughout the book in black and white. Yeah. That was a vision I had um, yeah. that did it. So I think... The, the, I, the new ideas and the things I'm ready to do keep me up because I want to do it like all at once. And I'm like, yeah. take your butt to bed. Start yeah, to bed. <laughs> yeah, I need your, you need your seven, eight hours of sleep. Yes. So beauty rest, girl. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, I'm going to ask you a few questions here. What about you makes people laugh or roll their eyes what about people um probably what can make people roll their eyes can be my stubbornness okay <laughs> like here she go oh you know yeah <laughs> um people love people uh -huh. love so people usually fall in love with my smile yes you do on the dimples yeah. yeah, I know. And they roll their eyes and they're like, oh, but gosh, she has such a She's good cute. smile. Never yeah, mind. I know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So um, another question, I know this is not fair to, to ask, but how are you different or than your competition oh, in your, well, in the, on this field? Yes. Um, you know, I'm different because, uh, for one, I am an influential speaker for alcohol and addiction, but I also, uh, I have such a wide range of coaching that I can do. Um, I also feel that I, I differentiate uh, from a lot of people because I have so much lived experience. Yes. Um, I have lupus, which I can speak about. I have vitiligo, you know, yeah. which I can speak on. I have, uh, alcohol and addiction issues. I have been in HR. I've done so many things and I fought through each part of that, those, 
those things, even being an older sibling, you know, and an athlete who almost went to the NBA, WNBA. So for me, um, and not only that, but I'm real down to earth. I'm going to speak my truth and I'm going to speak from my heart. There's not anything that is fake here. Like there's no reason for that. And uh, I have been compelled by my higher power to speak and that's what I'm going to do, you know, and and also the gift of being able to find compassion for myself and others. For others, my God, that's powerful. Can you repeat that? Finding compassion for myself and and for others, yeah. And I think there's so many people right now who want to be a coach and they want to have courses and they want to tell somebody what to do. But you know what? My biggest mission is to help people help themselves. I cannot help someone if they don't want to be helped. But I can give you all the resources in the world to take your life back. And that's what I love to do, you know. And sometimes we misconstrue helping someone with taking credit for someone. We don't do that. Instead, we walk alongside the people who need Mm -hmm. that help and watch them grow. And that's the compassion I bring every time I work with anybody or any time I communicate with anyone. Give it 100% for them because I know they're going to go to work for them as well. Yeah, excellent. What a beautiful reply. Um, Okay, aside from all this that we talked about, what other activities do you enjoy? Oh, well. Besides uh, coaching. So I love to play sports. Obviously, I like to work out. I like to fish. I don't really like to uh, do the, the hook. Like, you know, the for fishing, I just want to yeah. be able to cast it out, but I don't want to <laughs> do all the other work. And then if I get the fish, I'm like, can we throw it back in the water? Because I, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't want it to get hurt. So, yeah. but I do like to camp and I like to hike. Okay. Uh, I like to do, I do a lot of my self-care stuff. Like I do uh, quantum Reiki. So okay. I'm really oh, nice. Reiki right now. Talk about the confidence level, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I've love to do my speaking engagements are like my favorite just going having great conversations speaking in front of groups of people and just speaking from the heart is just you get so much out of it in the interaction yeah um i like to run you know i was in track when i was in uh in high school i never i didn't want to do it in college but um i still like to do those things and run and i love spending time with family you know um and I can get down and see my grandparents and they have wonderful stories to tell me. And, and you know, now that the pandemic has lightened up a little bit here um, in Colorado and so forth. We finally got to see them and they're looking really good. And we they're so good with Zoom that now when we see them in person, their heart just melts to be able to see their granddaughters. And I so I love going on retreats and I'm very, very much so into my spirituality and um, the my awakening, my spiritual awakening is happening right now. And Mm -hmm. uh, like I said, I just feel compelled and I feel like I have a calling to go out there and tell people this story, shed some light for them so they can find their light as well. So that's what I kind of do, you know? Beautiful, beautiful. Talking about retreats where it's been a very long time. We're still on a lockdown here in Toronto. It just has been extended again for another two weeks, Mm. but once life opens up, the one thing that I would really want to do is go for a two-week spiritual retreat. Whether yeah. it's a meditation retreat, whether it's a silent retreat, away from the city, mm. somewhere like 
I would like two weeks minimum of that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I would like to do. Okay, so. I mean, I think that's a big part of being a better me for me is the, um, I run off of eight dimensions of wellness, right? Mm -hmm. And I've been focusing on physical wellness, financial wellness for two years. I've just been trying to my, help myself become this complete package. Yeah. If you hear it, I, if you hear what I just said, mm -hmm. I've been working to help myself become yeah. the complete package I want to be. Yes. This is the self-reflective I needed to do for me to become what I feel is amazing. Yeah. And the reason why is because now I have enough of that to give to others. And before yeah. I didn't, you know, yeah. because I was, I was left without any. So being able to do that and then go on a retreat and actually sit with myself and just allow things to be and just enjoy the sun and, the and everything for what it is. There doesn't have to be a reason for everything no. and everything doesn't need fixing. But no. if we just allow ourselves to understand that and to consume it, oh, it just, it's one of the greatest feelings you'll ever have. And I, I've been able to experience that, you know? I know. Yeah, absolutely. Trust me, like for the last God knows how many years now, I was like studying leadership and personal development for over 20 years now. But I have to say for the last four or five years, I am huge into spirituality. Yes. Like the Dr. Wayne Dyers, the, mm -hmm. the uh, Don Miguel's, the, all of these spiritual people. I even like have a course that is pending for me to start it, which is like Reiki level one. And yeah, yeah so mm -hmm. that is what makes us complete because just talking about leadership only, talking about personal growth only, if their spirituality is missing, yeah. then there is something big missing. You know what I mean? Well, and remember, that is, I mean, the reason why I knew I needed it, especially around this time, getting ready to come out of the pandemic and start speaking with people and interacting the way we were or the way we are right now, I needed to keep, I had to find something that could ground me. I love yeah. meditation and meditation is something I do every morning. Yeah, but me for me, the Reiki, the quantum Reiki, all of these different things. My father is a Reiki master. Um, with that every week, once a week, that grounding piece, people don't understand. There's a place in your heart yeah. that helps you stay grounded when things get rough. And we, we don't know ourselves enough. We don't know where that safe spot is in our body until we become curious about it. Mm -hmm. As soon as we become curious about who we are and we want to learn more, everything starts to just connect. It starts to move like a well-oiled machine because we've allowed our bodies to do what they've always wanted to do. Yeah. Surrender and stay grounded. Yeah. As soon as you do that, I mean, blockages and, th and obstacles that were in your way, they're just removed. I know. It, it's one of the greatest feelings, but it's, you got to get there. And the only yeah. way to get there is to work on the inner you, find that inner happiness. You yeah, know? you got it. Thank you so much. That was absolutely beautiful. So what are, what is anything surprising about you that most people don't know, even your family or your closest friends don't know? Um, hmm, that's a good one. I was gonna say Reiki, but you said your dad was a Reiki master, so yeah, my, I'm not gonna say that. No, but yeah. Well, I am. I know that my family doesn't know this because they think I still, 
you know, since I'm 36, my brothers and sisters, they would make fun of me, but I still uh, am definitely a roller skater. So I still go to like <laughs> city and I still rock and roll on the, you know, on the dance floor. So I, <laughs> I love skating actually. And uh, I love doing that type of stuff. Um, and I love being, somebody else asked me what, what is like my favorite thing to do? My, my family never knew that in my sobriety, I found that I love going to the movies by myself. And uh-huh. <laughs> I like my favorite popcorn and I don't want to go to the movies with anyone. I'm sorry. I don't want to share the movies because I feel like it's, <laughs> I feel like it's me with a big screen and some popcorn. Cause you know, people try to talk to you while you're at the yeah. movie. When you're by yourself, you can just laugh to yourself and just have a great time. Take yourself yeah. on the date. <laughs> so yeah. they, they finally found out. They said, what are you doing? And I said, oh, hey, guys. I, you know, I called my sister. I said, I just got, got done with the movies. And she goes, by yourself? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I said, absolutely. And you are still not invited because I like being by myself. myself. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, my goodness. That's beautiful. Okay, I have two questions I always end up my, uh, my uh, interviewees with. So if there are three countries you want to visit before you die, three countries, what would they be? I would say Australia. Okay, one. Um, Europe. Europe is a continent. So what country oh, in Europe? Oh, probably, no, not Italy. Yeah, Italy. Probably Italy. Okay, Italy. Okay, two. And then, well, I really, really just want to go to Jamaica just because all the hot men are there. So I... <laughs> have you been before? I have not. Okay, so, so Jamaica. That's, that's an easy one, though. Okay. Right. I, I don't think that's going to be a tough one. It's okay. Not like so, a long flight. Right. So maybe, I, I do know Brazil would be a wonderful place. I don't know where exactly in Brazil. But that would be actually a really cool place to go. Yeah, Brazil. Okay, that's a good choice. Okay, beautiful. (laughs) Beautiful. Okay, apart from everything you told me about and everything you're doing right now and you're planning to do, what is one dream that you would love to accomplish before you die? One passion, one dream that you're not working on right now, but you would love to accomplish before you die? Uh, Well, I feel like... One dream that I would like to accomplish right now, or before you die, I die, um, is to. I would like to take Sparkle Company, my company, to the highest level it can go by helping people help themselves help others. So I would like to actually sooner or later have not just being a recovery coach or a motivational speaker, but I would prefer to have an entire Sparkle agency Agency. that helps people help themselves and helps people find out where they fit in their puzzle. I feel like I can create an agency that gives back all the time, even when people are not paying attention to it, and it's going to create world peace. It's going to create people finding their happiness, being able to speak up with what they need help with, and it's going to help people actually move forward because they want to for them. Yeah. And that means that everybody else will be putting their parts of the puzzle together and everybody can move forward by just doing just a little bit to make themselves that much greater. 
And I feel like my agency will be able to do that. That's what it I want. Will. It will happen. My goodness, that was incredible. You know what? Thank you so much. This was a blessing having you on my show. And I really would love to have you again. Of course. Yeah, yes. because it seems like you and I could like talk for hours and oh, yeah. uh, not even think about coffee or tea or anything no. like that. Yeah, I know. You said be hungry, got to use I the know. bathroom. I know, seriously, like, oh my God, I love you. Uh, thank you so much for being on my show. It's been an honor until the next time. And uh, so um, everybody, I'll be posting her bio. I'll be posting the link to her book. I will be posting her social media links. Get in touch with her. This woman is a dynamo. You need to look her out. You need to grab her book like right now. I am going to as soon as we finish this up until the next episode. Stay safe. Wishing you grace, peace, balance, and harmony. Blessings. Have a good one.